0: Good morning. Welcome back to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Erin. I'm Morgan. I'm Sarah. Today, as always, we will talk about things that interest us. Ghosts, true crime, and the human mind. Basically everything you shouldn't bring up on a first date. <laughs> Before we start the game to decide which order we tell our stories, how was everyone's week? Pretty good. Nothing too crazy.
1: Uh, yeah, mine was pretty mediocre. Um,
2: just, just, yeah, Neutral. Neutral is how I would say it. I a one to th- on a one to a to a ring. What would you say your ring your not your ring, your week was? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Scrap it. I got engaged, hey! y'all! Woo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, <laughs> uh, February first, which is, you know, probably a while after this comes out, but yeah. regardless. <laughs> regardless, uh Wes, our editor. Editor in chief, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's asked, become a chief now. Yeah, yeah. upgraded to chief. <laughs> yeah, uh, he did ask me to marry him, and <laughs> I said yes. So, and it's so <laughs> exciting! <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's the week.
2: <laughs> yes. West did good. West is so good. good. Thank you. Oh my god! Congratulations!
1: Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Oh, my god. All right, and then Erin, you're saying you're watching crazy movies. Um, Erin is our like resident movie TV guru, like, she always oh. has good
0: reports back on <laughs> she stuff. She is the movie buff, yes. Oh, I just watched The Shining last night, so that's about oh.
2: it, <laughs> which was the first time you watched it, right?
0: Like, all the way through, yeah. I basically <laughs> knew what it was about, and you, but...
2: you slept last night, yeah. Oh, okay. what did you think about it? Now you've seen the whole thing.
0: Oh, I really went, yeah. But I know it's not the same as, like, Stephen King's book, and Stephen King didn't like the interpretation of it. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's just some different things to it, which I actually, actually haven't read Stephen King's The Shining. Well, just, now that yeah. should be on your list. I, I haven't read... But I've already read
2: Dr. Sleep, so I'm like, whew. <laughs> I haven't read any of them. Like, I have his It book, and I have a couple more by him, but they're just so big. Like, they are intimidating. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yes.
0: They are. But they're really good. It well it gets to a weird point though, but I've heard. The stories are really it. good. I mean, My favorite one, I would really recommend Pet Cemetery. Oh. That one was really good. And the book I had, so I don't know if all of them have it. There was a little excerpt um just from him about how that's his um just scariest story he's written because oh. some of it almost like happened to what? him in real life and oh. to his like what? child. Yeah. So he based it off the things that actually, like, happened. My answer Or is, almost happened. My I'll answer say. is no. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that one's really good. I, lo- I think that one's my favorite. Out of all them, I've read. Okay. I will keep that in mind. You go to the
2: library a lot, don't you? That's where you got them. mm mm-hmm. Highly recommend. It. Yeah. <laughs> go to go the to library,
0: guys. Read, read a book. <laughs> so how do they do that? Like, there's movies there, too? Yeah. I think most libraries do. And you can just put them on hold. Hmm. So. Or you just pick them up and grab them. My library has a ton of movies, so that's where I've been getting most of mine. Instead of, like, paying a dollar at Redbox, like, I can just get them for free at the library. Go to your local library.
2: Support your town. This is a PSA. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Paid for by no one but ourselves. Yes. Hey.
0: (laughs) All right. Anything else happen with you guys this week? Are we ready to get rolling?
2: I know Trivia and I but that's not really exciting. So let's roll. Let's Let's roll. roll. Let's roll. Okay.
0: So I chose the game for this day and i had to bring it back to an oldie but a goodie we're Ooh. going to play rock paper scissors guys
2: yay hey. yes.
0: i've been working on my hand muscles let's
2: you go The classic all right wait wait ready <laughs> all right you're gonna give so
0: many people like eh. <laughs> sorry are we gonna do rock paper scissors shoot is that our Oh, I'm not a shooter. You're, oh, just you're rock, the, paper, scissors. This is but your you're,
1: it's your game. It's your rules. Are you
0: on 1v1 or all together? All together. Because then, say, if one person gets out, that person's last. You know what I mean? Ooh, okay. That so, person's last. So, so if, like, Aaron and I in.
2: both
1: chose rock and you chose scissors, you'd be out. And yes. we would be
0: But then the if time one time, person, so. like, say, I have scissors and you guys have paper, so then you guys do let out to see who goes last. It's about to go down. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are guess? we
1: are we shooting or not?
2: I say yes. I, so I wait, do the shoot. Can
1: I can I do a test run? Rock, paper, scissors,
2: shoot. Okay. Yes. All right. It's the Wild West in here, guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> holster. Take the safeties <laughs> off. <out. laughs> hands are out. Guns are ready. Erin, count us All down. Right. Yeah. Rock, Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Oh. All, All paper. <laughs> <laughs> Save the trees. Use your hands as paper. Right. Rock, Rock paper, paper,
1: scissors, shoot. shoot. Boom, boom. So, so now. Okay sarah goes I, yeah i was like
0: choose your rule i need to know well sarah wins so she's gonna go first all i but do now is wait no
2: matter what
0: rock glass. paper scissors i can never get enough <laughs> every time i step
2: up in the building all my papers go. i won i thought uh, <laughs> it was going so good for <laughs> it a minute. was i was like i was impressed i was waiting with bated breath and i was like, um i have to give credit to the songwriter of that i can't think of your name but it's obviously not myself continue <laughs> i don't know it either Okay, Aaron, you gotta go. You have to say it. Okay, <laughs> go. Rock,
0: paper, scissors, shoot. Ah, uh, okay, <laughs> I go last. You <laughs> got a Sarah, Morgan, Aaron. All right, that's our order. So that one was last time. No, I wasn't last. I was, was you. I was last. Then me. Yeah, your hellhounds were last. So could you stop winning? Thanks. Yeah.
2: Jeez. Um, as I've said a million times, <laughs> all I do is win. <laughs> I win at life. I win at this. That's fine.
1: Thank you. That's okay. all you mean. You're yes. up.
2: All right. I mean none of that, by the way. I don't win all this. This has been unusually lucky.
0: All right, Sarah. Well, if you are ready, you can take it away.
2: Thank you, Miss Aaron. So this morning, I'm talking about the bystander effect. Are you guys familiar with that at all?
0: Hmm.
1: Yes, a little bit,
2: but I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot. <laughs> no, that's all <laughs> yes. I got. We're going to talk about that. Great. So. Great. Yeah. Great. yeah. Just, so per usual, I'm going to give you guys the textbook definition, and then I'll break it down and make it a little bit more fun. Close. But just to do the psych community a little justice, let's put it in their terms. <laughs> and speaking of terms, it's like, according to scienceterms.net, the bystander effect is when the presence of others discourages an individual from intervening in a situation. Mm-hmm. And then rule of thumb, the greater the number of bystanders, the less likely it is for any one of them to provide help to a person in distress. Oh, I wow. did not know that. Yes. People are actually more likely to take action in a crisis when there are few to no other witnesses present. Why? Yeah. So it's kind of funny because you always hear there's strength in numbers, but not in the Yeah. Like you'd want to be the hero.
1: Yeah. That's so
2: weird. Mm -hmm. And we'll kind of get into the why's here. So there's actually a lot of experiments to prove this. And there's also a few theories to explain it. Let's start with theory. Um, One is the diffusion of responsibility, which is a mouthful. I know. Mm -hmm. And basically it just means people always assume someone else is going to take care of it.
0: Yeah. So
2: yeah, a couple of examples would be you know, I don't need to call 911 when you see someone on the side of the road because someone else is probably going to take care of it. Or they have a phone, they can call themselves, will be mm-hmm. fine. Um, a smaller example that I've noticed in my household is something as simple as taking the trash out. So when you live alone, you know it's your responsibility to take the trash out. <laughs> if you have a roommate or a fiancé, you may say, ah, yeah, Sarah can get it. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a really good small example of diffusion of responsibility because you don't always know, like, oh, this is 100% my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So that's number one. Second would be conformity or blending in. An example of this would be a bully on an elementary school bus. I know my bus had this. Everyone's going to hear it. Most people even laugh along. And they all know or should know children. Well, actually, children probably shouldn't listen to this. But you should know that it is wrong to make fun of other people, but you're going to do it anyway. Like, we have friends that had Catholic grade schools. I know Carly and Brooke talk about it a lot. It was kill or be killed. I mean, no one actually was hurt, I don't think. But like if you had a bad bowl cut or you peed your pants, they're going to make fun of you for a long time because they don't want to get any fun. Yeah. yeah. yeah, They won't live it down. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of the conformity aspect of it. And then last would be fear for one's own safety. And a great example of this, but a really bad situation would be the Holocaust. So people knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. They saw unjust treatment of others. They didn't do anything. And you can argue that some people did believe in the mission of Senor Hitler, mm-hmm. but a lot of people were just kind of keeping their heads down for their own safety. Yeah. So, those are the three reasons that it happened. There's probably more, but those are the three main reasons. Any example of that that happened to you guys? Any of them?
1: Well, I mean, I know you say like the diffusion. Can you just repeat that again? Diffusion of responsibility. That's it. That mm-hmm. one. I mean, I think it's interesting to hear you say that there's different levels of the bystander effect. Mm-hmm. That something can be kind of, you know, minor, like you said, yeah. bully on a school bus or something of that nature. Definitely growing up, you know, I hate to be thinking back on the sad times, but it's like in elementary school, like you may not be friends with that one person and they trip in the cafeteria. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, everyone else is laughing. I'm either going to quietly laugh or I'm going to, like, excuse myself from the situation. I'm not going to go help that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. That's, like, when you're that young, it's easy to just jump on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. So, definitely, I've seen that, and I've, like, experienced that in grade school and middle yeah. school, stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
2: Thanks much, Morgan.
0: Erin, you got anything? Yes. So, I think the one I've seen the most is maybe, like, adults or a couple kind of, like, arguing, mm-hmm. getting heated. Um, Maybe they're going out or they're at a bar, but since they're adults, you kind of just walk away from the situation. Like, they can handle it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't escalate any more yeah. than that, so... Well, it's actually
2: kind of funny you say that. So something they bring up in this case I'm about to talk about is people just didn't want to get involved. Like, you know, just leave it to the adults. So Mm -hmm. that's a good segue. I'm going to take it. Um, (laughs) So the bystander effect has been around forever. I mean, there's actually some instances in the Bible where they talk about it. Like, that's why Jesus says, love your neighbor. Like, don't just leave them out to dry. Hmm. I didn't write down those examples, but. They're they talk, in there. Yeah, they talk about it. Uh, no, I looked up interesting, like the 10 most common examples, and that was in there. So mm, Awesome. If you're interested, I'll post about that later. <laughs> so it actually really blew up, though, in the 1960s, and this is when it was labeled and experimented on, and for all you psych majors out there, you're probably already knowing what I'm going to talk about, and it is the Kitty Genovese case. I will keep it brief. because I'm sure you've all heard it, but for those of you who haven't, I'll keep it brief for everyone who's heard it, but if you haven't, this is pretty insane, so... Hold on to your britches. We're gonna dive in. Oh god, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Kitty Genovese was a young woman living in the Queens area of New York. It was in the nineteen sixties, obviously. She was working two jobs. One was a secretary at an insurance office. I personally like to think it was a madman situation, but I don't think that was <laughs> And the second was a bartender slash manager at Eve's eleventh hour bar. So she's getting off from job number two, and this put her in the streets around two thirty in the morning. Ooh. Yes, so it's mm-hmm. late, you're in Queens, but she thought she was in a safer neighborhood. Like, her and her mm-hmm. um, her girlfriend, they moved into this Queens area because they thought it was safe. Mm-hmm. So, while on her way home, Kitty was spotted at a stoplight by a crazed man, who I'm not going to give credit to by naming, and then he followed her home. This man approaches Kitty with a knife, so she is now mm-hmm, running geez. for her life to her apartment building, but he catches up to her, and he <sighs> begins stabbing her. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Kitty is screaming, and there's anywhere from between... So, Kitty began screaming, and anywhere between two and 38 people, depending on accounts, heard this attack. So, there's some little controversy. Uh, New York Times reported 38. Now they're looking back, and people are only admitting to about two. So, it's anywhere between two and 38. Regardless, there was witnesses. Mm Oh,
1: my God.
2: So, yes. People, they heard this attack. And one is kind of getting annoyed and they lean their head out their window and said, Hey, like leave that girl alone. Okay. I have heard of this now.
0: Yes. After you said that, I know what
2: you're talking about. <laughs> that you're going to know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Man, so... I feel really left out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. I'm going to update you. So, you know, someone leans their head out their window and this spooks the guy. And so he flees the scene. No one does anything else. So Kitty is now alone. She's hurt pretty bad and she's crawling in her apartment building. <sighs> So it's Jeez. the 1960s, so imagine it's not, like, an indoor building. Like, there's kind of a gate, and you're going through the area. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, she's crawling in there. She doesn't have a cell phone, obviously. It's 1960. Yeah. Ten minutes later, she's still going slow. The attacker comes back <sighs> for a second time. Yes, mm-hmm. he comes back. I hate saying this, but he rapes her, and he stabs her, and he steals money from her purse. So after he finishes the job, he leaves a second time. A neighbor finally musters the courage to come outside and check on her. And she's like, oh my god, you're really hurt. I'm like, obviously. And she then calls the police, who arrive only minutes later. Kitty dies in the ambulance. So, if she would have called the first time, Kitty would have survived. Yeah. Oh my And I know god. it's not this person's fault, but, like, you gotta take responsibility when you hear this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a hillbilly myself, so...
0: I'm sure that's, like, on their conscience, though. Like, yes. wow, I heard this.
2: Yeah. See something, Call. say something. Yes. Oh and you can also god. kind of attribute it to being New York, so people aren't as close, like, I'll get into those series in a different episode, but there's a lot of things that tie into it, but really this crazed kind of, it prompted people to start thinking like, why do we not help people in need? Like, Mm. why did no one speak up? Why did it Mm -hmm. take an hour, however long she's out there suffering? So this case is crazy, but like I said, the craziest part is that no one called the cops. No one attempted to help besides that guy who did say, get away from her, but then that's all you did. Right. So whether, like you said, whether it's two people, 10 people, 38, no one did anything. And they did interview people after the fact, like her neighbors. And a lot of them said exactly what I was talking about earlier, that diffusion of responsibility. They thought someone else would call or they didn't want to get involved. Mm -hmm. So that's the Kitty Genovese case.
1: (laughs) My heart is like
2: breaking. I know. And her, um, one of her brothers, they made a Netflix documentary, but by the time I did this research, it's not on Netflix anymore called The Witness." Oh, so hmm. if anyone knows where to find that, let me know. I've been trying to track it down, but I can't figure it out.
1: Definitely interesting. i yeah.
2: love he, to watch that. Yes, he because of this um, documentary, it made people look a little bit closer at the article. First of all, like it probably wasn't mm-hmm. thirty-eight people, but people still heard it. So. Obviously,
1: at least one person did. They stuck their head out the window. Mm-hmm. I'm
2: very curious
1: to know if that person that stuck their head out the window, like saw it or just heard it. Because like like you said, it is New York. There's cars everywhere, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people. So like even if they thought she was just in trouble. Yeah. Like, did if you didn't see it, okay, I have like not as much understanding but a little bit to you just saying, like, hey, leave her alone. But if you saw her getting stabbed and did nothing, mm-hmm.
2: I my brain is like I can't. I can't
0: right yeah.
1: now.
2: Yeah. Well, I used to live um by Forest Park, you guys know that. Mm-hmm. And it's in St. Louis for anyone who isn't from the Midwest, but I was woken up one time by like a blood curdling scream and I couldn't tell if it was a nightmare because I do have those. And I I sat yeah. in bed and I was sweating and I was just looking at my window trying to figure it out and I didn't hear anything else and I didn't hear like a car drive away. So yeah. I, unfortunately, I did exactly what these people did. I went back to bed. I was like, okay, it's probably nothing.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of those people probably did the same thing, especially if they just heard it. Yeah. Like granted, I don't, I can imagine her screaming and screaming and screaming, so maybe yes. it's a little bit different, but I could imagine them, like, saying, oh, this sound was probably this, or mm-hmm. it was this. And or just... a movie on those new televisions with the color. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. so oh. this case
2: was Crazy. huge because, one, it should never happen, and two, like I said, it prompted social psychologist Bib Latane and John Darley to start creating experiments to figure out why this happens, hmm. which they did. Um, I'm going to go over those with you. One was the headphone experiment, where they would put, you guessed it, Headphones on someone and tell them they were listening to someone else in another room. What they were mm-hmm. actually listening to you was a pre recorded track of someone baking, starting to have a seizure. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so basically, we'd be a good example if we're all sitting in a room and, well, yeah, we'll do that first. So if there's three or more people in the room, hence one, two, three, Morgan, and Sarah. <laughs> Only thirty percent of the time would someone go try and get help. What? Yes, and if they're so, if they're in a different room and we hear something,
0: is that what you're saying? Basically,
2: you know, we all have headphones on. We're all hearing the same thing. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh wow! (laughs) And we're kind of looking around each other, and no one's going to do it. What? I'll get I'll get to that in a second. But if you're by yourself, you are eighty-five percent likely to try and get help. Even that number kind of scars me a little bit. Yes.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Yes. Okay, and the second well-known experiment is the smoke experiment, and I actually have a video of this one. So, I mean, obviously you can't hear it, but just listen to the music on this. Like, I'm going to try and lighten the mood a little bit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Basically, what you're seeing is this very 60s, 70s-looking man. He has feathered hair, a white collared (laughs) shirt, and some overalls sitting cross-legged in an old-school desk. By himself and smoke is starting to come in underneath the door and I got this video it's called the bystander effect the death of Kitty Genovese it's on YouTube hmm. yeah so we'll watch the whole thing but the smoke is very obvious okay when the person was alone yet again they were 75% likely to go seek help and when they were with what I would call planted participants only 38% of the time they would go and try and get help so conformity in human beings is insane I'm sorry. And the smoke is coming into the room that they are in yes. currently. Yes. And what I will say is these planted participants, um, that just means, so say Aaron's not in on the experiment. Okay. But Morgan, you and I are, and we're told just to sit there. Oh. And uh, like so, ignore it. Yeah. So we'll actually like, a... <laughs> we'll look around at each other. Like we'll kind of like, you see it? Eh? And keep just kind of going our way. Like it's probably not going to hurt us. And, and then... that's going to prompt Aaron to just sit there for way longer. Uh-oh. Yeah. So these tests, I think the same thing happened with the headphone experiment. There was, like, planted people. Mm -hmm. Um, So they really tested conformity more than anything else. But it shows you that we'll sit there and, like, almost let ourselves die from smoke inhalation and not do anything. Oh, my God. Yes. So humans are crazy. crazy, And that's why you should always take it upon yourselves to not be a bystander. Like, do not let this happen. If I see smoke, I'm running. I may not say anything, but I'm going to be like oh, I have to excuse myself and use the restroom. <laughs> yeah, yes. even just like the the save
1: yourself aspect, I'm so, I'm shocked that it wasn't more or like I'm gonna be the one to
2: jump into action to be like, mm-hmm. hey guys, we gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I like you guys. I feel like definitely you would be like, um, hey, <laughs> something's not Something. right here. Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feels a little weird. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yes. W- so the second small case I have, um, I'm bringing up because it is. Horrifying to me personally, and Morgan, I'm so sorry. This one's about animals, and I know we all love our animals. So, it just shows that humans have been participating in the phenomenon of bystander effects long before it was ever labeled. So, Thomas Edison killed the beloved Topsy the Elephant back in New York. Yet again, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Edison was basically trying to prove that his invention of electricity was safer, more safe? Safer. Safer than his arch-rival Nikola Tesla's version. So Tesla's was an alternating current, and that's what Edison used on Topsy. He was petty AF, okay? (laughs) Instead of just being like, I don't like a current, he used it to prove a point. On an animal? Yes. He did it on several other animals also, but this was like... What was the point of using it on an animal, though? So basically, because Tesla's was more um, powerful, it was more dangerous. And Edison's... I should have wrote down what his was. It wasn't alternating, but it was... It couldn't kill me one. So you should like the current. Okay. So like if I like if I
1: am Tesla's and I touch Aaron with mm-hmm. my wires, she gonna die. That's what they're saying. Okay. If I touch her with Edison's wires, she's just gonna be like ooh, yeah, like, a little bump, like ooh.
2: <laughs> now I'm awake for the morning. <laughs> Who needs coffee? Yes. <sighs> That's what he was trying to show. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he is so petty, I'm gonna go back to using candles. F you, Edison. <laughs> I'm proving a point now. In Coney Island on a cold January day in 1904. 1,500 people watched as Edison Ugh. did this. And he also videoed it, by the way. There's a video of this on YouTube. I do what? not think anyone should watch it. But there is a video of this execution using 6,600 volts of Tesla's dangerous alternating current on poor Topsy.
0: Was Peter around at this point? Because I, <laughs> I feel actually, like they would not have. So let that happen. <laughs> they
2: was not called Peter, but there was some kind of, like, animal humane thing and. Hold on a second. We okay, get to sorry. the end, because I was going to tell you about that, which I also was floored. So after the execution, zoo workers also fed Topsy cyanide-laced carrots, <gasps> just to be sure. So that makes me wonder, when our grandparents talk about the good old days, what are they talking about? Because I am terrified. I can't. I got it. This is 1904, and they thought this was an okay way to watch something happen. So at least we treat our animals better now, that's all I'm going to say. <sighs> So oh, sorry, Grandma, but I hope you weren't there. Mm. No, I know you weren't because that'd be a long time. Ago. But still, <laughs> I refuse to believe anyone from my family was there. No. Um, okay, so do you know why they were okay with this? Why New York was like, "Oh, this is fine. You can kill Topsy."
1: I have, I have a feeling. Take a guess. Well, you said the more bystanders, the more likely it is that they don't
2: do anything. Oh yes, no, you're right on that. Oh, Okay, but. The reason New York allowed him to kill Topsy. For it to even happen. happen. Yes. So, Topsy was considered a permanent threat to humans because she killed three of her handlers in separate incidents. Ooh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Do not make that face. One of them, by the way, BTW, if you're young, um, <laughs> regularly whipped her and tried to feed her a lit cigarette because he was also cray. A lit cigarette? Yeah. And so she stomped him to death. Disgusting. And I say good for Topsy. Dang, girl! <laughs> I would have stomped him, too. Don't feed me a lit cigarette. That's disgusting. I yeah. barely will eat sauces. Get out of here. <laughs> so, like I said, this is all bad. Go Topsy. I would have stomped him, too. But 1,500 people watched it happen, and no one said, hey,
0: this seems a little inhumane. Maybe there's a better way to do it. Hmm.
2: So, you're asking about PETA. Yes. Yes. They did have some form of animal rights. I don't remember the acronym for it. But mm-hmm. they thought this was more humane than hanging an animal to death. Huh? Yeah. Which, again,
1: hanging she dead. didn't animal do it. Like, she's... Mm-hmm. I know you say dangerous society. Put her in a freaking pin, and if that's what you think. Like, let her live her life. Why is she going to be hung? Yeah, why is she going
2: to be performing animal? Why, yes. are you, why are you whipping her? These she, are all questions She back. whipped you back, boy. That's oh. what I'm saying. Like, if you don't treat animals with respect, why do you think they're going to disobey you?
1: Especially I'm an animal I...
2: trainer. I just like animals. i like people. It's an heavy. elephant,
1: okay? That's a lo- that is the world's largest land mammal. Aren't they supposed to be really sweet, too? Yeah, well, when you feed it a lit cigarette,
2: now we know what happens. And when you whip it. Like, I've seen it. What's that movie? Dumbo? No. I Water for <laughs> elephants. Water for elephants. Uh, Cry every yeah, time. That mm. like, I know that probably can't be exactly what happened, but... No wonder those things are getting mad at you and stomping you. Like, yeah. you don't respect it as a creature. You push well, it also hard.
0: out of their element. So, yes. yes. I meaning they're already.
2: Well, it's almost wound like. Up being a slave kind of like you don't get to choose what you're doing it's like no we captured you you're ours now. Ugh, ugh, but anyway so the point of that story was 1500 people watched everyone was like oh that was interesting and, and i can't about their days yes yeah. and they just went on the rest of their day i'm so sorry we're gonna go to a higher peak here i mean like a better place okay okay yes so, okay. Know, i was like i cannot handle it get worse no it's the worst if it's over so if you ever find yourself in a situation where you are in a danger in a crowd of people, there is a way to combat the bystander effect. Basically, you have to just call someone out, like, hey, you, yes, you in the red shirt and the red hat and the stupid face. Please call 911. Mm-hmm. Mm. Actually, do not insult them. That's not gonna help you. But you have to make it really stupid proof. Like you, I see you, this is what you're wearing, this is what you look like. I need you to do this. Mm-hmm. Which is asking a lot from someone who's being attacked, but if you want help, that's the best way to get it. If
0: you're in a crowd, well, heck, even if, uh like if you've taken like a CPR class, that's what they say. Like one person go to the, you know, if you're performing mm-hmm. CPR, but if you see someone, like, hey, you, yes. call nine one one. So it's yes, because otherwise they'll just work.
1: sit there and watch you do it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Ugh,
0: because and,
2: like one person do the compressions, one person do the mouth. Like well, let's let's team effort. One this. person call and it's because of that bystander effect. Like no one wants to step out of the group. So whenever you call someone out like that, you are pulling them out and almost making them an individual again, like theoretically speaking. And also, this is really good because this is when the helper effect kicks in. So it's the opposite of the bystander. So once someone sees someone helping and you can call someone else, then you're going to start attracting more of a crowd and more people want to help. Like, okay, you're basically making it okay for people to get involved. Awesome.
1: Yes. So do that always do. That. So even if you're maybe not comfortable, you know, giving someone CPR, if you can consciously make that decision to separate yourself from the situation, mm-hmm. take charge and give direction it sounds like yes it's like the next best thing you like can do. i can't
2: give cpr but i can only step out and be like hey like who can help this person yes i cannot and like repeat it till someone's like oh i can do yes. cpr and we have cell phones like who can call 911 yes mm-hmm. the good news is if it involves an animal normally people do get involved quicker now than with people of course <laughs> yes or children that children and animals <laughs> so,
1: uh, uh i know i'd be guilty
2: yes <laughs> yes i was listening to um brain boggled i think it's another podcast and they're talking about there was a dog on the side of the road and like someone called nine one one and they're like, Yeah, we've already gotten like thirteen calls. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa. So we yet again, this is why Topsy would never happen now. Rest in peace, Topsy. We care about our animals more. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is nice. So we gotta care about people too.
0: Yes. Also, again, like going back to what I said with adults, mm-hmm. it's like, well, adults can take care of themselves. But yes. is, that's the, is term- the yeah thought about it. But like kids and like pets and animals
1: yeah. can't. They're innocent.
0: Yeah. yeah. So basically, they're the things we have soft spots for. We're more
2: yes. likely to intervene. But we have to remember, like, adults need help, too. Keep yes. that soft yes. spot for all of humanity. Yes. Yeah. I Well, hold on. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, to end on a positive note, there is a video, and it was in a YouTube video I was watching. In Finland, they did release some PR video in the last 10 years where there was a child sitting on a bench in the winter with no coat, and someone stopped <gasps> every six seconds.
1: I wow. did see
2: that. Yes. I have seen that one. I That's know what you're awesome. talking about. Yeah. So I think yes. we're getting better. Like, despite what everyone says with social media and stuff, like, we still care about people. So, or maybe it's just Finland and they're nicer than America, which that is be also a two. possible. I mean. <laughs> yes. But every six seconds is good. So there's definitely exceptions to this. And also some communities have started enact- enacting good Samaritan laws. Ooh. Yeah. So it requires people to help when they see an emergency situation or they are a legal penalty. So they could get in trouble for not helping. That wow. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like it. I mean, you know it's crazy and it seems extreme, but if it helps people look like, Hey, you're stranded on the side of their road. Hey, you're in a dire need. Maybe I should look up and actually help. you. And yeah. I agree with that.
0: You, if you're able, help. Like if, if you, you are, like if you're seeing something in yeah, your, yeah.
2: if your eyeballs work, if your ear holes work, if your legs work, step to it, help them out. I was waiting for if your leg holes work. (laughs) Or at least call the cops. At least make sure they're aware. We're on our phones all the time anyway, so you can at least call 911. Even if you think someone else has already done it, you should do it. So to end this, I would like to challenge all of you to do that. (laughs) If you see someone in danger, please take action. Do not leave it to someone else. Be responsible. Also, if you see the trash needs to be taken out, Andrew, please take it out. Do not leave it for me to do. I hate the dumpster. I have to kick it sometimes because animals get in our dumpster. And one time I saw my life flash before my eyes. A raccoon, I swear to God. I don't know if it jumped out or if it just like zip zapped around in there. I heard it. I think I lost 10 pounds. I ran so fast. I probably broke like some space time barrier. So now I like carefully like tip, 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 like kick it and i wait for like a morse code back and if i don't hear a thing i just i'm in here <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not trying to interrupt you if you're like taking hey, a little nip nap in there oh yeah. wait right. man zip zap nip nap all in the dumpster <laughs> <laughs> it's because i researched the 1900s i think but like, good to <laughs> i'm out of here <laughs> uh, anyway so yeah so don't leave it for someone else to do and as always be good to yourselves take care of others it doesn't have to be critical for you to be in a bystander situation. It's up to everyone to help each other out. In the words of Jackie Moon, <laughs> everybody love everybody. That's my bystander effect. Any thoughts, you guys? Oh. That was good. Thank I think you. I learned, I, learned a lot. Lot. I
1: learned so much and thank you, thank you so much for ending on a positive note.
0: <laughs> I definitely <laughs> yes.
1: was about to
2: shed a little I know, tear for, I know. for that little baby elephant. I it is that's so sad. I was reading it and I couldn't believe that many people watched it and didn't think anything was wrong. Wild. It is wild people are so crazy like we conform so quickly and it's not our faults like it's just like kind of embedded in us mm-hmm. but, okay so I'm out of words miss Morgan are you ready oh yeah okay I'm handing off
1: okay so my topic for this week uh, I guess I have crypto fever I don't know and... um mermaids and... oh! Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So something very near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, hellhounds. I just needed to throw those facts at ya, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> learn ya, educate ya. This week, whew, I'm a. I'm not gonna sound heated, but I'm gonna give you some facts that okay, I hold to my heart as fact. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not opinion. Fact. You heard it here first, people. Heard it here fast. All right. So I do have to ask, and you can answer
2: honestly. I will not judge. Do you believe in mermaids? Okay. No, I think. Hear me out. I'm listening. I think they were real hundreds of years ago, but I do not think they're real now. Okay. Okay. I don't think they're real at all. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So, good point, Sarah. And kibosh, (laughs) (laughs) finally. All right. That's fine. Friendship ruined. No, 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 no. I'll leave now. It was blossoming,
1: and we're done. As long as you just listen to my words and just... Smile and nod that I, everything will be okay. I will keep, an, an, open oh, oh,
2: I keep an open mind. I will keep an open mind. I think we already know what she thinks. No,
1: here's here's my, after watching a documentary many, many moons ago, I have held facts <laughs> that they, facts, yes, facts, that they told on the documentary, not a mockumentary, like a lot of people think it is, documentary. I've held those facts in my brain for many years. So here we go. So the big fact that I uh, took away from it, mm-hmm. and is true, <laughs> we've discovered how much of our ocean, not even like a freaking, like a very small percentage, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Like le- like 50 or less. I thought it was like 20. Or That's less. what I'm saying. Yeah. I was,
2: like I don't want to throw, I don't know the real number. <laughs> I'm really bad. I make up my own facts sometimes. And um, Andrew catches me all the time. He's like, where did you get that fact? So I'm like, I may have just said it, and then I thought it was true, and now I'm quoting myself. Girl, I thought you. I thought you met on the podcast. Like, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. On this podcast, I research it, but in like my normal life, I will be like, "Oh yeah, people say this," and he's like, "What people?" I'm like, "My people." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my friends. <laughs> and they may have said it because I told them. Right, so. right. But so, I think thirty percent or less.
1: Okay, so that, a rough, a rough number: yes. thirty to fifty percent is undiscovered. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's out there? You don't know. They're discovering new species of every animal every day. Okay. So hear me out.
2: They may still be in the depths of our ocean. We're getting major politician hands from Morgan right now. (laughs) Ah, I'm just passionate. Okay. (laughs) I did not have relations with a mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry, if you could see it. If you could see it. I feel like I am really being sold this fact, okay? Yes.
1: Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So, the other thing that, that the documentary brought to my attention, which I did not even think about. So, Erin, prepare for your mind to you be blown, okay? Just listen. I'm reading So, scientifically, we all changed over time. We developed from apes. We evolution. Okay, that's a thing. What if... Instead of all of the apes being on the land, what if some of them learned how to survive
2: in the sea? Okay. Mm. To branch off of this, I have seen something about this, and it basically said all human life started as like um like germs and like the little stuff, mm. and then either we started in the sea or we started on land. But like there wasn't no no okay, so we started in water like with all the germs and everything. They it like anti anta something. Okay insert a science over here. Your <laughs> Just paste over some. Here's some like, some like, what coming we, like mitochondria? <laughs> <laughs> Can you make me sound smarter than I am? And um, basically it said like, some of us, like because water, um, like not the ice age, but way even before that, like our earth was going through so many things. So water is getting less and less. So some things had to learn to survive on land. Like that's how you see mm-hmm. tadpoles. They start in water and they move out. But only half of our ancestors were like, Hey, I heard there's this new, Lakes on land, we're gonna go try and settle. And the other half is like, No, the water's great, we're gonna stay in here. Hence, like how fish and mermaids happened, and how apes and humans can also survive in the same timeline. You oh, said fish and mermaids. I'm just gonna point that out. I said that for you. Thank you. So, <laughs> but I don't remember what this is from, so I can't really quote. But I'll look it up and i will post it. So later. these are
1: your facts that you're telling me. These facts, like you say. I'm trying mode.
2: to be, I'm trying to be more on myself. I I gotta remember this, but I do remember watching like a video, like it was almost like. And
1: then this happened. So again, I'm sure if and when we get listeners who want to comment on this, I'm sure they have Please be gentle. Please be gentle with my my <laughs> heart. I know there's real science behind what I'm about to say, but please don't please don't break oh my, my heart. No. I just got engaged. Be gentle to me. <laughs> So, a think about it. People have webbed toes sometimes. That's a thing.
2: <laughs> You're right. You're there right. are weird mm-hmm. fish
1: with feet. I'm just saying. Oh, I've never heard You've of never seen feet. that? No. There are these, like, red fish, and they have big lips, and they have little feet underneath their bodies
2: that walk across the floor. Like so frog they're, feet. They're Dolly Parton. Little red <laughs> with little feet. Yeah. Do they sing country nine to five? If you listen very closely.
1: <laughs> Jolene. You
2: hear it, <laughs> bottom of the floor. <laughs> I'm looking this up. These fish. Go ahead, please. Keep look talking them up. amongst yourself. I just want to see them. Okay. Small red fish with, with feet. feet. Fish, fish with feet. Google it right,
1: right. now. Is it called a gara? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. got feet. We got feet. That's not it. Okay, fish with feet. Okay, it's, there. It. it's there. It's there. It's trust me, it's real. Okay. I, I caught you. one in Florida. Ask my dad. Oh my
0: god. And then what happened to uh, it? We
1: tried to bring it. Oh, this thing is ugly. I'm telling you, that's Ew. one of them. One. There are Ew. more than one. Anyways, so you be- so see, it has feet. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> people, I'm not natural.
1: <laughs> people with webbed toes... Some of these fish are looking hella spooky. Erin, oh. this looks just like you. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Damn, some shade was thrown. Just I'm, leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> leaving. This one got Bye. old booties on. Aw, it's a cartoon fit. It's a ca- cartoon trout with boots. I love it. Can that be the picture for this episode? Okay, I'm screenshotting. Thank know. you. <laughs> so, my my biggest thing is is no one that I have read can prove why when we are in water, why our fingers and toes prune up. But there have been studies, and they show that it's to grip things better underwater. How does our body know how to do that? It's because at one point, our ancestors may have come from the ocean, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Think about it. If we (laughs) made tools to hunt fish under the water, we had to be able to grip that spear. With our wrinkly ass fingers and bah, stab our fish. <laughs> we had to be able to pick stuff up off the bottom of the ocean floor and hold on to it. Not lose it. Could have been our money. Our prize. Okay? so
2: dollars bills underwater. They're, oh, but they Oh, coins.
1: they had their own kind of currency. Okay. Okay. I'm following you down the rabbit hole. So, thank you. My thing is, while many mermaids are depicted in many movies. Okay, we got the 13th year. Classic. Oh, great movie. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Harry Potter. Those mm-hmm. ones... Kind of scare me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there's lots of different types. But just like there's lots of different types of humans, okay? Yeah. Maybe there are mermaids who are mean. And maybe there are mermaids who have seaweed hair. and maybe are... they have had a really bad day? Can we really Can you write bad... them all off as being mean? Exactly. I'm not a mean person, but I have my bad days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I know this was a very short segment. I just wanted to put some knowledge in front of your face to really
2: think about the fact that they're real.
1: Maybe.
2: <laughs> so, you... Mm-hmm stand behind this 100 you think they're still out there what do you okay hold on i'm not scratch that question throw it out the window since you do think they're out there okay. what do you think they look like like if you had to put the most basic looking mermaid and tank what would it look like i think it would
1: not be pretty i think it would be less scary than the ones on harry potter okay mm-hmm. but i think again this from the documentary like our human skin is like pretty soft and, like, triples up. I think we're more... I think mermaids are more scaly on their whole body, but they look human. So, I've actually... I hate to
2: admit, I've watched a lot of documentaries on this as well. <laughs> and you're holding out on me? Oh, my God! <laughs> I also watch Ancient Aliens. I like to just dabble and think... Yes! Just a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. And... What if? Clavin wants to kill me all the time, I'm sure, I'm like, listen. Listen to what <laughs> could have I- happened. So I've seen, they've actually tried to, like, make what mermaids would have to look like. And it's basically, like, a human-sized thing. Some have, like, a tail, but some also have, like, our limbs with just those webbed feet on the end. And they they look kind of like aliens. Like, their heads aren't big, but there's, like, no hair on top. It's all mm-hmm. scales, but you can see, like, the outline of, like, a human face, but their noses mm-hmm. are different, like a fish's nose. Yeah, I think they are definitely they're definitely more fish. They're ugly, but mm-hmm. just because you're comparing it to, like, what we now consider beautiful. Yeah. Like, if you're looking at it compared to a fish, you can see, like, where that bridge would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know,
1: if the if the theory of this documentary is, like, you know, the apes, okay, that's where we came from, and they split, you know, maybe not 50-50, but some in the ocean more, some on land more. We've come from apes, as far as science can say. Unless you believe in the, the Jesus yeah, series. that's, and like To each their own. Right. Let's pair science and religion, that's fine, but this is one aspect of it. Yes, mm-hmm. this we, is the road we're traveling. The we majority want. of humans have lost majority of their body hair, so I feel like if the apes were in the ocean, they would lose the majority of
2: their body hair. If so I could go have ahead and lose the majority of my leg hair, <laughs> I would be happy. So um, I don't know who we have to pay in the evolutionary scale, but I would... You know what? I have some nickels I can give over. My knuckles aren't hairy like monkeys, and that's all I'm grateful for, okay? <laughs> don't have hairy hands. Some
1: people are. I bought a car <laughs>
2: once from a guy who had hairy knuckles.
1: Men are different.
2: Different species.
1: Okay, a little bit now better. that's yeah. a mouthful. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> so again, I know, like I said, it's a little bit
0: short, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to I wanted to express to our listeners where I am with this. Yeah, I will interject real quick because I think the only thing I've heard of about mermaids are like, well, sirens. Whenever like yes! leading, um, yep. like pirates or whoever, like overboard and killing them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe that again a different type a species of mermaid. Maybe there
2: are evil kind. I'd yeah. like to think I was a siren in a past life. Ooh, girl, that's getting a little bit
0: deep. Mm-hmm. Not as deep as the water that I lived yeah. in as a siren. <laughs> yeah, <If> mermaids <laughs> do exist. If. That's a big if. I don't think it's some Ariel Disney type so, mermaid. See, we
2: already got you down the right path, Erin. All right. If they do exist, there's no way they look like that because, A, they'd have to have gills. Because if they had, yeah. if they had a face like Ariel... You couldn't breathe underwater, first of all, second. Well, If you're yeah. coming up to the surface, you would know you're real. You'd be like a whale. Yeah. I mean, like, not people aren't whales, but, like, they come up to the surface so often. Breach. So they'd have to look fishy.
1: I, I know, again, I know it was brief. I just, there's so much facts. And thank you for bringing up the siren piece of it. But there's, hmm. There's, Can you give us
2: a siren song? No. And <laughs> you, you want to give me one? No. I going to see if I can be lured. Oh, delivered. you know
1: what? Excuse me, ma'am. Yep. I I will not do it again. But I sang uh, the fish sang Jolene to you earlier. So mm-hmm. there's your siren song. I was lured out of my chair. Oh my god. Oh my god. You were lured mm-hmm. to pull up your phone and find what I looked like. Mm-hmm. If I were a fish with feet. You know what? If nothing else, you learned what a fish with feet looks like. Yes, <laughs> thank you for that, Morgan. You're, you're quite you welcome. That. You're quite welcome. God, thank you. So, yes, that was uh, my story for my engaged brain. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with that, I'm going to let Erin take it away with her, with her true crime.
0: <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> you are quite welcome, Erin. All right, guys. So my story today, I will be talking about the murder of Ken Rex McElroy. I don't oh. know if you guys have heard of this one at all. No,
2: the only McElroy I know is, well, no, I don't know.
0: Okay. I learned a lot. No, today. Jimmy McElroy right. from you. Um,
2: Blades of Glory. Jimmy <laughs> Pearl. <laughs> That's loosely based on my life. <laughs> no, it's not
0: him. <laughs> well, this story is not about him. <laughs> Thank God, because he has more yes. hair. And the story is pretty crazy, so I will just get right into it. Um, first, my sources. Um, I used Wikipedia. I used a patch.com article titled Who Killed Ken Rex McElroy? Town Keeps It Secret for 38 Years oh. by Beth Dalby. I watched a Buzzfeed Unsolved episode on YouTube called The Strange Killing of Ken Rex McElroy. Bosman's oh. old is great. It was a good short one to watch. I would highly recommend that. Okay. And then I also listened to a podcast called Criminal, and their episode <gasps> is titled "Bully." I love Criminal. Yeah, it was really good. That was the first episode I've actually ever listened to. Criminal, bully, like so. B U L L Y. Yeah, okay. Bully. I've bully. skipped
1: around so much, so I probably I don't know if I've heard. I'm ready.
0: Oh my god! It's episode sixty-six. If you want to know.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Okay. It
0: was really good. Okay. Yes. All right. So to get started. Um, Ken Rex McElroy was born on June 1st, 1934 in Overland Park, Kansas. Mm-hmm. He was the 12th child to Tony and Mabel McElroy, who were poor tenant farmers. Mm. There's a lot of them. Uh, wait, I'm sorry, what year was this? He was born in 1934. Okay, that adds up. At some point, as the family was moving between Kansas and the Ozarks, they settled down in Skidmore, Missouri, which had a population of only like 430 people. Dang. Now mm-hmm. it's 430
2: no, what's, what's 30 plus 12? 42.
0: Oh my God. Plus now. your parents, 44.
2: I do payroll.
0: <laughs> it's really sad. Yes. When um, McElroy was in fourth, fifth grade, he began bullying other kids. Um, typically he would bully kids whose parents were more successful farmers, who had a better means of living than his family did. Oh. Um, at the age of 15, McElroy dropped out of eighth grade and he started committing some petty crimes. It was also mentioned that, um when he was eighteen, uh, McElroy may have suffered from chronic pain and a head injury when a steel slab at a construction site fell on him. Well, I would say that would cause some pain, yeah, yes, the bus pain installed episode was the only thing I had heard that I heard about from that, so okay. just keep that in mind. That's the only place I heard it from. okay. McElroy made a living by trading and raising dogs and leasing land near his farm. He was also suspected of numerous counts of thievery, of grain, alcohol, gasoline, antiques, and livestock. Over the next 20 years, his alleged crimes would escalate to robbery, arson, harassment, assault, and rape. Oof. However, he was able to avoid all charges with the help of his Kansas City lawyer, Richard G. McFadden, usually due to witnesses unwilling to testify because they were afraid of McElroy and what he may do to them if they did testify against him. So he's just a bad guy. Yes. yes, I don't like him one bit. No, you will not like him at all. <laughs> oh God! Um, so if charges were brought to McElroy, he would stalk the witnesses, planning on testifying against him oh, just by God. following. Yeah, just by following them around town or parking his car and waiting outside of their homes. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Like, all I
2: want to know about stalkers is like, do you not have a job? Like, how are you paying for
1: all this stalking? Hey, he's leasing his farmland. Come on.
0: Yeah, he's getting. He doesn't have a real
1: day job. Let's In, go. He's training those dogs at night. I train them to stop people. I Mm -hmm. like it. I like it. Attack dogs
0: because of McElroy's notoriety, the people of Skidmore would typically turn a blind eye if they noticed that any of like their property or agricultural goods were missing. They just didn't want to mess with him at all. He was that scary. Yeah. Oh my good lord. He was also known as being um, a womanizer, and he preferred young girls around thirteen or (gasps) fourteen, which is just disgusting. Excuse me. Excuse Um, me. I need to go throw up. Oh yeah. Disgusting. And if he was walking in town, parents would steer their daughters away from him. So just to kind of paint like a little picture of McElroy in your head, he was also six foot tall and weighed around 270 pounds. Oh. This big guy that you probably would not want to mess with.
2: And you wouldn't want your little daughters hanging out with him?
0: Nope. Harry McLean, a lawyer and author, described McElroy in his book in broad daylight as, quote, very cunning. He knew which people to pick on, the weak people. And he followed through on his threats just often enough to make people believe he was going to do what he said he was going to do. He had a legendary status, and it all got to be bigger than he was. Somebody would hear his name, and the legend grew bigger. When he got off on a trial, it grew even bigger. It went beyond just hammering people and being mean-spirited. He neutralized an entire criminal justice system. End quote. Well, yeah. That's a really good example of the bystander effect,
2: though.
0: Yeah, like no one's speaking up
2: because yeah. they don't want to be scared. Yeah. hmm yeah wow and it doesn't get any better
0: so <laughs> all right <laughs> sorry we're braced we're braced <laughs> that's fine let's go Trina McLeod was 12 years old and in the eighth grade oh. when McElroy began stalking her McLean said that McElroy excuse me McElroy would follow her around town and knew what school bus she was on oh he was my God. so wait wait I'm listening i will have a question in a minute he was even able to pull the school bus over and demand that Trina get off and go with him and everyone in town knew what was going on, and no one was just able to stop it from happening. My daddy would have got a shotgun. No. No. So, okay,
2: these girls, this answers my question a little bit, but I just want you to verify. Yeah. It's not like he was this hoty bad boy type that all the 13-year-old girls like, ooh, dad's going to be so mad. Like, he was
0: making them date him. Yes. I hate it. Yes. Yes. Two years later, Trina was pregnant, and she dropped out of school to live with McElroy. No. And at this point, um, articles said different things, but McElroy had anywhere from 10 to 15 children <laughs> with different women. And at the time, he was living with his third wife, Alice. In order to escape a statutory rape conviction, he divorced Alice and married Trina. Because that's better? Just so he could escape conviction, he'd been doing it.
2: <laughs> oh, poor girl.
0: <sighs> yeah. And huh. Trina was the only witness to the marriage, so I don't know. If that even counts, but he apparently forced Trina's parents to consent to their marriage since she hmm. was a minor to get out of that charge. Well, and right. they're going to have
2: grandbabies. I bet it seemed more like the better thing to do, like when she's got a husband. That's such a sticky situation. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah.
0: At one point, um, Trina and Alice flee to Trina's parents' house. Um, 16 days after Trina gave birth to her child to escape from McElroy, According to court records, McElroy tracked Trina and Alex down and brought them back to his house. Oh my god! Even though he had them back, he went back to Trina's parents' house. He shot their dog and he (gasps) burned their house down. Oh my god! Yeah, Trina's parents were not home when this happened, but he didn't get. Sounds like he. Yeah,
1: I would say like or doesn't like it sounds like even if they were home, that was his goal.
0: Like he was just gonna burn it down no matter what.
2: Thank God they weren't home.
0: Yeah, and then just a little extra fact. So. In 1981, Trina told People magazine that the house fire was actually caused by faulty wiring. Huh. That was an interview she gave to People, but what? it was McElroy that did it.
2: Yeah. So she was covering for him?
0: Yes. What's that called? What's that called?
1: What's that called, psych person? Were you stuck up? Stockholm syndrome? Yeah, maybe a little bit of that. Just...
0: Yeah, I think it's a little typical, but really sad. So mm. after that, McElroy was arrested for arson, um, assault, and statutory rape. In June of 1973, however, his arrest was short-lived since he met bail, which was $2,500. So in today's money, that would be a little less than $15,000. During his arrest, Trina and her baby were placed in foster care in Maryville, Missouri. After Mm -hmm. his release, McElroy found out where Trina and his child were staying, and he parked outside of the foster home for hours, apparently not taking his eyes off of the house at all. He even told the foster family that he would be willing to trade girl for girl Claiming that he knew um, where their biological daughter's bus route to school was. Oh my what
2: god! Crazy! Oh my yes.
0: god. My brain is like, this throbbing. is just like the tip of the
2: iceberg, guys. You don't even oh, know. Oh no! Mm-hmm. I'm glad I had a cup of spooks this morning because <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay, go on, I'm listening. In
0: 1976, McElroy was charged with assault with intent to kill after shooting Romaine Henry, um, a farmer who lived a little outside of Skidmore, okay. twice in the stomach on Henry's own oh. property. Oh. To escape conviction, McElroy found out where the jury members lived and put rattlesnakes in their mailboxes. Um, there were even a few people who said they witnessed McElroy on Henry Street that day, but McElroy denied the charges, claimed that he was never at the scene of the crime. Of course he did. Of mm-hmm. course. Without a court uh, set court date, the case dragged on, and Henry claimed that during this time, McElroy parked and sat outside his house over 100 times. When the trial did eventually happen... Um, this is what Wikipedia said. I didn't find this anywhere else, but two raccoon hunters claimed that McElroy was with them on the day of the incident and that they were nowhere near Henry's property with no clear evidence and the alibi from the raccoon hunters, McElroy was quitted, even though Romaine stated, How could I not know who shot me?
2: Yes.
0: So he was never charged And they shot him
2: in the stomach. It's not like they shot you times. in
0: the
1: head, so you're gonna forget. I'm like yeah, because like, even if you survive, have brain damage or whatever, like you, he's, he's thriving. And that's a yeah. miserable place so to this, be shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, god, he's just he
2: sucks. So I wonder who these raccoon
0: hunters were. Like, were they his friends? Were they? Did
2: he have um, friends?
0: I don't know. Again, like I said, Wikipedia was the only place I solved that up. So take that as you will. In 1980, McElroy had a sight set on another target to torment: 70-year-old local Skidmore grocer Ernest Beau Bowen Camp. In April of 1980, McElroy's youngest daughter was allegedly accused of taking jawbreakers from their store that she had not paid for, and she was asked to return it. Okay. So it was kind of a little, like, accusations and confrontation. In his interview with Criminal on the podcast, McLean said that when... McElroy heard about that accusation against his daughter. He went to Bowen Kemp's store and got into an argument with Lois, Bowen Kemp's wife. Mm -hmm. Lois, however, wasn't the type of person to just back down, and she was just arguing right back (laughs) into McElroy. Um, at one point McElroy said that he would never buy anything from their store again. So I'm not sure what day this happened, but there was an instance where McElroy went to the store to buy cigarettes and Lois threw his words right back in his face saying, I thought you were never going to buy anything from the store again. Yeah, that's my girl <laughs> Lois! Which just made McElroy even angrier. Is Lois still alive? That's a good question. We I'm need to get a sure. drink with her because she sounds like our type of gal. <laughs> I don't know. Um, eventually Trina and McElroy, um, left the Story after that confrontation, but not for long. When Boeing Camp and Lois closed up for the night and were ready to leave, McElroy was outside waiting for them. Oh course. my god. Boeing Camp and Lois were able to leave for their home, but McElroy's stalking continued. He would wait outside Boeing Camp's house while Trina would wait in the car and watch. One day in July, McElroy went to the grocery store looking for Boeing Camp um, out in the back with shotgun in hand. Oh! After making some threats, McElroy shot Bowen Camp at close range in the neck. The yeah. bullet only three inches from oh. piercing his head. Oh Whoa. my god!
2: Did he live? He did.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Sorry. <laughs> he did. Bowen Camp survived the shooting, and McElroy was arrested and charged with attempted murder by Missouri State Highway Trooper Richard Stratton. McElroy was taken to jail, and a preliminary trial date was set for August eighteenth, nineteen eighty. But after only one night, he was free to go after posting bail. Why do they even give this man bail? I will say though, like that money, the conversion that you did earlier with the amount—it's
1: a fair amount of money back then, and he's still posting it. Like that's where wild. Is he
0: yeah. getting well, it? and it's his—I mean, his lawyer is helping him out too. He had a good yeah. lawyer. Yeah. Um, his lawyer's quite too. Yeah, on, yeah. Bus, on the Buzzfeed Unsolved episode, it said that McElroy would. Um, boast and brag about how his lawyer, like, was a mob lawyer, apparently. So, I mean, he's able to get him off on all these charges. He's a pretty good lawyer, I will say. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah, so who knows if that's true, but he if had a good were, lawyer.
2: you've learned nothing
0: else, be really careful when choosing your lawyers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to get a mob one. That's mm-hmm. what I'm finding Mob out. one. Mob one. So, it would be months before McElroy's trial would happen, okay. but that didn't stop McElroy from terrorizing the Boeing camps. They were terrified of him and what he may do to them if their paths ever crossed. Joyce Mont, daughter of Bone Camp, told Harry McLean that there were so many nights dad couldn't go out and mow the yard or water the flowers because there was a truck parked down the street and they were watching the house. Oh McElroy would gosh. just sit and glower at you, just stare at you, and you'd never know what he was thinking.
2: Ugh, so, ugh. I have goosebumps. Like, full.
1: Oh my god, you know what? Ready to bring this full circle? It's like a hellhound.
2: A- whoa! Whoa! Mm. Just, just like, the way you, like, like the stocking,
1: it just, like, reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know.
2: It's just
0: evil? Just
1: evil? Just yeah. evil.
0: Just yeah. evil. <laughs> so, family and friends were able to help out the Boeing camps and keep tabs on McElroy, and they were able to inform the Boeing camps about, like, his whereabouts. That's mm. nice. There was an instance where McElroy fired a gun on Evelyn Sumi's, who was um, the clerk at the grocer, um, her property, and she told the town marshal, Dave Dunbar, about it. Dunbar tried to talk to McElroy about the incident, and he just pulled a gun on him. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So he tried to seek help from the sheriff's department. Dunbar did. But officers told him they wouldn't be coming to help him and that he should just walk away from McElroy, and the next day he quit. Good. Whoa. I would, too. Yeah.
2: Like, then what's the point of your job if you're not going to uphold any kind of law or justice? Mm-hmm. Like, I
0: know you're scared, but that's your job. Like, yeah. call in more backup. Do what you got to do. Yeah. So you can definitely see how people are starting to get fed up. Yeah. With everything. Uh, About time. Yes. A second-degree assault charge. McElroy's first-ever felony charge was handed to him by prosecutor David Baird in the summer of 1981. There you go. Baird was only three years out of law school and newly appointed as prosecutor, like a couple months before. (laughs) But he was able to convict McElroy of a crime which no other prosecutor at that point had been able to do. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. However. Baird was only able to convict McElroy by lessening his charge from attempt to kill to knowingly caused serious physical injury, which I feel like they're very similar. So I don't, <laughs> just the wording Maybe is crazy. Maybe the uh, sentencing is different though. Yeah. But isn't that crazy though? Like yes. you can shoot someone, but yet two different things could give you two different charges. Anyways, that, that's At least he piece. got something. Yes. Well, don't fit your hopes up. Too quick. Mm-hmm. The maximum sentence was set at two years, which he didn't end up serving due to the judge releasing McElroy on a sixty thousand dollar bail bond pending an appeal. That's what, so he's just giving him money. Ugh, I can't. How's yeah. he make, in the mob? How does he have this much money? Because he's stealing things and getting money. You know. Oh, I forgot he's an all-around bad guy. Yeah, not just a stock. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So yet again, he was freed from prison, pending his appeal. McElroy was able to escape the justice system and was free to roam Skidmore and wreak havoc on the town as he pleased. The next day, many townspeople saw McElroy at D&G Tavern, a local bar in Skidmore. McElroy, with rifle and bayonet in hand, sat at the bar and gloated about finishing off the Bowen camps. <gasps> Word about McElroy at the bar spread, and the townspeople gathered together to figure out what they could do to just stop McElroy from hurting anyone else. Okay. And people who witnessed McElroy enter DNG Tavern with his rifle told the county investigator about it in hopes that the appeal bond would be reversed since Mm -hmm. he's breaking it. I'm sorry. So they went against the bystander event. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. About dang time. Even though McElroy was um, arrested, he was quickly released, and his hearing for the appeals bond ended up being postponed for July 20th, 1981. After hearing about this decision, the people of Skidmore were pissed. Good. Since nothing's getting done. They're very calm people if it took this long to get (laughs) mad. Yeah. Yeah. On July 10th, 1981, dozens of townspeople met at Skidmore's Legion Hall and met with Sheriff Dan Estes and the mayor to discuss how to legally keep McAvoy from harming anyone else. They're Hmm. still trying to figure out what could they possibly do. I've heard it's called um prison. (laughs) I was like waiting so hard for you to say. I mean I don't I don't want a justice it, system works.
2: When it does. Yeah, I don't want to hit like a right in the nose, but there is like a place where they hold <laughs> bad people that are dangerous to society. Mm-hmm. The penitentiary. Yeah, it's the penal system. <laughs> like the penis system. Like why don't you just jail this man? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know it's harder than that. I understand. Yeah. Well, I don't, but I, I get it could be hard. A lot of red tape. But yeah, I should yes. have been in jail for a lot of mm-hmm, things.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe it's so. like a
2: pig pen. I would that would suffice on his own property. Just pin them in.
0: Electric fence around his house. Stay there.
2: (laughs) Stacked pins. I'm done. Go
0: ahead. (laughs) While the townspeople gathered, McElroy and Trina kind of heard that the townspeople were meeting, so they went to D and G Tavern to grab a drink. Sheriff Estes warned the townspeople not to fuck McElroy, and he left town in his police cruiser. Don't know what he left for, but he left town. And the only advice he really gave the townspeople was to start start a neighborhood watch program. Nothing else is working. Stalk the stalker. So I would Sims this man. I would take the door <laughs> off
2: his house, so all he can do is be stuck in there until he withers. Just loops. <laughs> yes. Because I can't break windows. And Sims.
0: That's what's terrible. <laughs> that's
2: hey, really he's, dark. He's terrible.
0: He yeah. is terrible.
2: I didn't say it had to be a small house. It can be big, but he can almost stay in there. Yeah. We'll give him, like, some coloring books. Those TVs you can put the Sims. Oh, that's nice. Yeah.
0: Well, word around town traveled quickly, and once the sheriff left, some of the townspeople began to make their way to DNG Tavern where McElroy was. Mm. So kind of half of them, um, half of these men start filing to the bar, half of them stay outside on the street. According to um, reporters and reports of the day, Trina said that a group of men followed her and McElroy out of the tavern. Um, Getting into their car, McElroy lit a cigarette and started it up. Trina claimed at this point, she kind of turned her shoulder a bit and spotted a rifle aimed at the truck. So shots start firing all at once. Trina jumps out of the car and said, um, she said that she was led by a man away from the gun buyer to a nearby bank. McElroy was shot at multiple times and hit twice. Oh my God. When Sheriff Estes and state Troopers arrived at the scene when they came back, the only sound that could be heard was the engine from McElroy's truck. His foot landed on the accelerator when he was shot. Oh, causing it just to run. So it wasn't moving, but it was just oh, running. It was in neutral. Yeah. Okay. No one had called for an ambulance. And everyone had left the scene. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Dang. So no one was there when they came back. And the sheriff left. It's almost like when mom and dad are like, don't have a party. I'm going out of town for six days on your spring break. And here's all the beer and the keys Uh to the whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We trust you. Oh, my God. God. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Investigators found shell casings from two weapons, a .22 caliber Magnum rifle and an 8-millimeter Mauser a German World War I era long range rifle. Mm. So it kind of sticks with what Trina said, that she saw a rifle. Yeah. The guns were never recovered. Mm-hmm. And the number of witnesses range anywhere from like 40 to 60 people. So different oh. articles, different things will tell you different numbers. Yeah. But a big amount of people that witnessed it. And it happened in broad daylight, too. This wasn't like nighttime. This happened oh, in broad it. daylight. Oh, I love it. Trina obviously was one of the witnesses. And she claimed to know the identity of the shooter. However, no one was ever brought to trial and no other witnesses that police questioned um corroborated her testimony. Witnesses at the scene that were questioned were either unable to name the gunmen or told police that they did not see the shooting happen. Hmm. And um McLean, again on the criminal podcast, said um the men he knew where the men present at the shooting were at Mm -hmm. because he did a lot of research for his book so he knew where they were standing and obviously when you hear a gunshot go off you're going to look to where you heard the sound so more people know what happened than let on of course let's say that even after investigations occurred neither the da nor the coroner's jury ended up pressing charges against anyone i'm really not mad about it i mean i say nice i mean nice (laughs) normally i'm pro criminal (laughs) justice or whatever
1: but not in this case when it does you wrong 17,000 times. I know. It sounds like getting rid of varmin. Like, I mean, the, they asked, they asked the sheriff, excuse me if that's not his proper title, but like, how do we, how do we keep our people safe? How do we do this? And he was like, I don't know, but I'm gonna leave town and you can make that decision however you want. Bye. And he's in this bar. Have fun. Yeah. He's right mm-hmm. here. He's right there in that spot. You all have guns? i just wondering. Bye.
0: Yeah. Well, it's really, I'll get to that at the end because it's interesting to think whether it was like Vigilantes, however you feel about that Mm -hmm. If it was a whole town or who it was So I'll get to that in just a little bit Okay. On July 9th, 1984 Trina files a $6 million Wrongful death lawsuit against the town of Skidmore County of Nottaway, Sheriff Danny Estes Steve Peters, who was the mayor of Skidmore And Del Clement, whom Trina Accused of being the shooter, but who was never charged Dang The case was later settled out of court And Trina was rewarded $17,600 She ended up remarrying and moving to Lebanon, Missouri, where she ended up living a normal life. After moving, she refused to do any interviews concerning the death of McElroy. She ended up dying of cancer on her 55th birthday on January 24th, 2012. Um, I will end the story on a quote that I found interesting. Okay. So, Mont... Um, Bowen Camp's daughter told McLean in um, during interviews and for his book that quote justice failed everybody. It failed McElroy too because it failed to protect him from himself. The justice system just crashed and burned over this case. End quote. And to this day, no one has been charged with the murder of Ken Rex McElroy. What a cool story! It's not the most interesting thing you've ever heard? Why is of? that not a movie? I think it actually has. I looked on Wikipedia there. Is kind of like a docu-series, mm. but it's on some, it's like Sundance oh. streaming thing. I don't oh. know what okay. it is. Never heard of it. And But yeah, there's like a couple episode docu-series about it. I think like two movies have been made based off of it, which I didn't watch. But if you just look at the Wikipedia yeah. page, it has it all at the bottom of what you can watch. A couple podcasts have done episodes about it.
2: But do we know why he was so rotten? Like, I know you said that steel slab incident, but did anything else happen?
0: I I don't know. I think he was just mean to be mean. Mm. He was able, he knew how to get people to do what he wanted. And I think once he started doing it and people started to become afraid of him, he just kept on doing it. I mean, if you know it'll work, people, then he's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know what you guys think about, like, vigilantes. But McLean said that he didn't believe it was a vigilante killing. He didn't believe that the whole town, like, came together to do that. He thinks they were fed up, obviously, um, but he doesn't think that they all knew what was going to happen that day. Mm -hmm. He thinks that maybe one person, it seems like, I guess, two people, since there were different guns, two people just took the opportunity during that time when people, you know, were all gathering at the tavern to shoot. I mean, some
2: people do football games on
0: Friday nights in the town. Some people <laughs> kill bad guys. Yeah. Who are we to judge? McLean just said that he didn't think people were like calling each other up. Like, Oh, it's going down this, this no. time. Then I would like no. to think
2: they did. I
0: mean, probably not, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are different theories. Cause some people do say it's the whole town. I mean, technically all these people kept the secret. Like people know who did it. So if it was actually Dan, uh, Dell Clement, um, McLean did describe in his book that he was like a hot tempered man. Um, and he really didn't during his you know years of research when he was making his book, mm-hmm. he didn't hear another name besides Del Clements that was seriously mentioned as the shooter. So take that as you will. He's never been charged though, so I won't. But if he did do it, Del Clements passed away, I think, in two thousand nine. So the town kept a secret and protected him for like twenty eight years, if that is wow. true. Wow. So I think it was probably
1: I pictured in my head. Of like, like I said, they went to the sheriff and were like, "How do we do this?" Mm-hmm. And nothing was, nothing really came of that. So I feel like maybe if it if it was that person, if I mean they said two types of guns, so maybe there was two people who both were just fed up and did yeah. it. And then, like they said, all they could hear was the car running. It was just that moment of like looking around the crowd and being like, "We're done. Like this is it." And just like telepathy.
0: Yeah, I mean they all did gather to kind of confront him. So I think that was like, okay, let's try to say something or do. You- do something not i don't think they were like we're going to kill him or murder him but all it took was that one person to come through and be like yeah i do <laughs> you said there was like 400
2: people in this town so it was pretty small
0: yes it's a very How small many, town
2: probably not very many bars or anything hmm.
0: probably not very many bars or like no rooms. i think that was the only one i think it was very small like you have your main grocery store you have your main bar you have your main this and that's about it one of each i can see something
2: happening like I hear he's in town. We have to stop this. We all have to confront him. And then two hotheads brought guns. Like I can see they're kind of like trying to chase him out of town or something. And then these guys were like, "God, like I can't do it." It's like and Gaston with the Beast, kind of. From Beauty and
1: the Beast. That's actually mm-hmm. he's like, "Let's go, whole town. Let's go. Like we're gonna get him." Yeah, that's and how I was- see it happening.
2: Like they wanted to be action because there is no action, but they thought it'd be like a screaming match.
0: Yes, in someone verbal got, confrontation. Yeah, yep. yep. I mean, obviously, I mm-hmm. wasn't there, but I know it, it's crazy that we can speculate. Yeah, you know, all of this, yeah. all these different ideas and what could have happened, but we will never know what did happen at all. In a whole town—that's crazy. Yeah. Not a whole town, but a good chunk of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool story. Yeah, cool story. Yeah, that's the story of the murder of Ken Rex. Knuckle boy, guys.
2: thank you yeah i am sufficiently yeah thank you
0: blown away yes thank you guys for listening and thank you sarah morgan for your stories they were awesome today you're welcome Again. thanks hope this was enough sinister sunshine to get you through your day guys um follow us on instagram at sinister sunrise podcast to keep up with our posts and see what's going on also you can email us at sinister sunrise podcast at gmail.com please send us on um, your personal stories that are paranormal related, true crime related, dream related, anything at all that you want us to read, or even recommendations for stories that you want us to research and tell on the pod. And with that, hope you have a great day, guys. See you next time. Thank you. Bye.